Blog Talk Radio. segment of the Keys 107 here on Thursday evening. We're live and we have a wonderful, wonderful show in store for you today with some great women who are in business and making things happen. That's our feature. Today's the first of this series that we're going to be running for the whole month of March where we're going to be talking to um, women who are publishers, women who are poets, women who have uh, uh, empowerment companies, and so much to line up for, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time um, talking right now because our guest, uh, Dr. Michelle, Linda Michelle Barron, doesn't have a lot of time with us. She's going to come back and do another segment. She's actually preparing her class. She's teaching um, tonight, and she's preparing her class and asking them to hold off for one half hour so she can spend time with us. The call-in number is 213-943-3618. That's 213-943-3618. Get on the phone, call us up, talk to Dr. Barron. She's going to talk, talk to us about uh, the self-publishing industry um, as and how education should have rhythm and rhyme and just, just so much I can tell you about her, but I'm going to give you a very snippet of her background. Tonight we're going to highlight the education and health keys. Our guest, as I said earlier, is Linda Michelle Barron, and later on at 6.30 we have Kafunya Ife, uh, two women in business and who are certainly making things happen. Dr. Michelle Barron, Linda Michelle Barron, is a publisher, a poet, a writer, an educator, and a businesswoman who is known for her books, The Sun is On, The Lion and the Man, Rhythm and Do's, and For the Love of Life. And she's going to talk about how rhythm and rhyme in ed- about rhythm and rhyme in education and why she decided to self-publish. That being said, I'm going to welcome Dr. Barron to come on in. Your mic is live. I'm in when you're ready. 
Okay, now how's it going? Were you able to get the class set up? <laughs> Got it set up. You know, it's a college class. They're adults and they're pre-service teachers, so they know what to do. I got it set up, fired up, ready to go. <laughs> well, you know, that that is just the perfect segue in how I wanted to um, begin our conversation um, in talking about your background as an educator um, and what role poetry and rhythm and rhyme plays in education for you as an instructor and as, as learners. Wow. You know what? I use poetry, well, one, for myself. I initially used poetry as, I think you may even quote, poetry as pedagogy, as practice, as the best way of engaging. I would look at what my belief systems were about teaching, and then I would connect it to a poem. So, for example, I believe children need time and care and nurturing. So I wrote a poem called, I Ain't No Weed, <laughs> like some kids is, I Need Time and Care. I need nurturing, I need the sun, I need <laughs> I mean, I need love and so that was and then the other side I need to be pushed and making the analogy to when someone believes in me how to push to get uh-huh. you to the best place. And so I use poetry in that way to show <laughs> to show what I my belief systems. I have reached out and touched somebody's mind. So there's quite a bit of my poetry that really is in, embedded in my poetry is my belief system about educating children. And then, as an educator, I use poetry for students to reflect on best practice or what they should be doing or the philosophies or strategies or belief systems they need to embrace if they're going to be better educators than they may have had. Did I do a lot? <laughs> wow. You know, as you were talking, I'm thinking about I'm a former educator myself, and I just remember always thinking that, you know, in curriculum, the way I would say the New York City public school system is in particular, there's not much rhythm and rhyme in how we are taught to instruct. Mm-hmm. No, it's all it's, a, it's all coming from a very surface, a very, um, it, it, it's, it's more based on can you pass the test and to create a life that's meaningful and valuable and how can you use what you've been in teaching to make a difference for your own self and for the world. It's not that, that's not where we come from in education at this point. Um, it's maybe some of the science of, 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 of teaching, but none of the art of teaching, none of the insight as art of teaching. And that's what I'm hoping to bring um, to my classes as a professor and as a chair of the department. I'm a chair of the Department of Education here at York College, and we want to make our program kind of the preeminent program for those who are going to be teaching our children in urban centers. Now, just to clarify, um, Dr. Barron, you said that you are teaching at York College? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's part of the CUNY system to the University mm-hmm. of New York. Well, that's very exciting. Um, also, I wanted to talk to you about, um, as I was on your website, and one of the things that jumped at me among the many things was uh, poetic license, and I wanted to ask you, let's talk about that for a moment. <laughs> you know what? I love that because one of the things I use poetry for is to be free. It really freed me I, because you can be so creative, and I wanted children to experience that freedom of expression, the capacity to bring who and what they are and place it on paper in a unique in in a way that represents their uniqueness. And so you read that poetic license and it says 
no one else. It's not like getting some kind of license to drive or license to to even to teach. It's a license to bring your whole creative self to the party. And that's what I think of in this poetic license. You know, people use, you've heard it over time, you know, they talk about in schools that poets had this license or that authors had a poetic license. But they never defined it. I wanted to define it for children and, and older children, all of us, so that we know that we have the license not only to be, I think it goes beyond just the written word, but also the license to be who we are, no matter what the venue, what the setting, to bring that mm. to Sure. No, I was I was listening. I mean, I'm, I'm, what what stuck out in to me is when you said we have the license to be who we are, no matter what the danger is. Oh and wow, that, absolutely. Yeah, because that danger could be just the fear of writing and the fear of, of being who we are. Oh, absolutely. You know, it is. You're absolutely. I'm a professor, and you know what? I am not the traditional professor. So I have to determine, am I going to fit into their mold or am I going to have, or are they going to have to fit into mine? I mean, that's, you have to make that decision. And sometimes when you see the danger, sometimes is they choose not to. So you might not have the position that you want. You may not have the um, the, the uh, regard, the held in the regard that others may be. That's a decision that you make when you decide that no matter what, you're going to be your best as you define that best. Mm. Now, I noticed also that you are a proponent of multiple intelligences, and just talk a little bit about that and how you've tied poetry into that. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? For me, poetry is, you know, for some, poetry is more of a, uh, a mental activity. You write it, but it's more ethereal, and um, you kind of, I see it as one that, Embraces. I think what Langston Hughes embraced for me, he's embraced the, the self, the, the cultural self. He saw the possibility that what I've embraced is that what is so wonderful about our language, our cadence, our, our movement, our music, and, in, and, and embed that into poetry. So poetry is not just words, but it's, it's and spoken words, but it's the music of that. It's a, it's all of what makes us culturally unique and and deep and, and fabulous. <laughs> hmm I think for for some of our listeners who might not be educators or maybe uh, young educators and not familiar with uh, Garnet's um, multiple intelligence, can you just give us like a brief overview of that that school of thought? I sure can. Um, God believes that rather than just the logic and the math and logic and um, aspect of how people identify as intelligence, that we have multiple ways of demonstrating intelligence. That we, some of us, are intelligent in social and emotional ways. That we we can read people and we can and we can reflect on ourselves and and build based on that reflection. That's one of the intelligences. There, there were originally seven. There are like nine intelligences now. Um, some would be the kinesthetic movement um, intelligence that would be associated with dance. And some is the visual that would be in art, visualization and spatial that would be affiliated with um, the arts, perhaps. Some are linguistic, which would be words. So and then there, they were added 
to that, then there would certainly be the mathematical and logical. And there's even the spiritual and the, um, oh, my God, I'm, I'm spiritual, and there was another one that was added that I picked up, but there's at least seven, eight, nine, but all coming from a belief system that there's not just what we've been taught to appreciate and value, which is just the logic and the and the language is defined by those who create these texts. Uh-huh. Did I give a better uh, an overview that others can kind of understand? You think? I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, if you just look at your children, if you're a mother and you have multiple children, you know that all of your children have different learning styles and different levels and how they in different ways that they learn. So I think that. I, I always wondered why the school system did not does not push the multiple intelligences. Of course, they call it differentiated instruction today, and you know things of that level. But I'm going to ask if we could leave that part alone for now. And because you have so many titles that I want to talk about, but um, I wanted to find out um, a little bit about how did you come about the decision to self-publish? Because that's what that was over 20 years ago. Whereas today, with online and you know uh, books on demand, um, it's more common today. But uh, 20 years ago, you decided to self-publish. Let's talk a little bit about that. You know what? It is even further than that. I will tell you, this is so interesting. When I was in sixth grade, about a hundred years ago, we didn't even have zero, we didn't have Xeroxes and printers. We had carbon paper. I feel like, <laughs> and I would try to publish my stories by printing my stories over my carbon paper and giving them out. That was my attempt to publish way back then. And then in college, they were posted. People love. I said, Oh, man, why don't I put them in a book? So I think I was at 20 or 21, and I got a printer. This wasn't, you know, this was, you're absolutely right, it was a whole other world. Got a printer, they had to typeset it. At first, I had to type it, then have it edited, and then it had to be typeset at a printer. And I actually published that when I was 20 and sold for like a dollar a book. Something. And there are people who still have the book called Black and Beautiful and and it really tried to document through poetry the various aspects of us, but the what's beautiful about us and what and what is some of what's not beautiful that we need to work on and how do we how do, it was just a, a, a wide range of insights about us. But that was being back in the seventies and then in the 80s, I had become a salesperson for a publishing company because I was laid off as a teacher. I think many people may not know that in the 70s, it was much like it is now where teachers were excess and laid off, and I was one of them back then. And when I did, I went into publishing and met people, and then I'd take my poetry with I take my poetry so when I would meet people and we talk, I connect them with my poems to the to what I was selling, to the what the books were about, or how to connect to those with special needs, or those who were gifted, and went on from there. So people were asking for my copy, have a copy. So I said, oh well, I guess I'll have to do the same thing I did in college. So I self-published. At that point, created a company rather than just doing it as an individual. The company I called Harlan Jock Publications, mm-hmm. and I started with one book of poetry. That was called, um, oh, well, what was it called? <laughs> I can't remember, but thought it was one way back then. <laughs> um, I can't, wow, what was that called? can't remember the first one, but 
but the one that really sold the most and did the most and people really appreciated because it was really for children and I was in the public school so much that the book was called The Sun is On and I sold like over 100,000 copies of that mm-hmm. book um, that I self-published. Now, that's that's definitely one of the titles I wanted to talk about. But before we get there, I wanted to find out, um, you know, because when I looked at your um, your biography, one of the questions that came to my mind immediately was, what were some of the obstacles that you came across, um, and how did you get over them? How did you move them out your way? Um, obstacles, obstacles, obstacles. You know, I think the biggest obstacle can often be ourselves that our lack of appreciation of our gifts and our talents, I think the obstacles are often self-imposed about thinking what you can do and what you can't. And um, so I had to override my own um, uh, lack of trust at times or lack of belief. And, and once I did that, once I had the faith that if I followed what was in my heart and my spirit, that all would be well. So I had to overcome my own self-doubt. And in doing so, once I achieved that, <laughs> it made all the difference, really, in the world. It was um, then not saying why this can't be done, but how can we get this done? So when I didn't have the money to do it, I said, okay, let me find out all the time. Let me ask people who like my poetry for inviting them how many books they think they can sell. And that's what I did People, some people said five, some said ten, some said twenty. And I got them all together. I said, okay, do you commit to trying to sell this many? They said, yes. So I said, okay, then we had a plan so that I could invest this money knowing that there was a good possibility that I could get it back. And that's what happened. So what are some of the tools you use, uh, Dr. Barron, to overcome yourself? Because I think that's an obstacle that a lot of us face. Uh, and, you know, please call me Linda Michelle. You don't have to be that formal. <laughs> okay. Linda Michelle is fabulous. Being a doctor is wonderful, but being, a, but being loved as a person and, a, and all of what I and Linda Michelle said is so please feel free to You got call it. Me. No problem. <laughs> Thank you. So ask the question again. I forgot. Well, I forgot too. No. <laughs> I wanted to know what what were some of the tools um, you used to help you get over yourself? Well, what were some of the tools? You know, when I think, if I were to say, I don't know, can you call faith a tool? I think I, I would have to say my faith, um, a belief system that the mm. universe and certainly the God of the universe expects the most expects the most of us and will support us when we give the most of us. So that might be considered a tool. My love of language would certainly be a tool. My love of the music of language. A lot of my poetry has rhythm, and not just in the rhyme, but rhythm and rhyme. And uh, my love of playing with words, but my, that was a tool, I guess. My love, my capacity to write it down, my willingness, the tool and dedication of writing down. Many people have great, great ideas, but they don't use the tool of actually working on what it is you are thinking and wanting to do, actually to stick to it, to actually do it, to actually, to actually sit down and do what it is that's in your heart and spirit. So I guess that I might call that a tool. I don't know if that's what you had in mind. I think it's 
we're going to talk about other tools with that my willingness to share um, what I did. I would do poetry. I would share poetry with people. If I was on an elevator, if I was in the stairway, if I met, met people, we'd talk. And, oh, that reminds me of you. And I like poetry. You want to be it? That I guess that just joy and light and love of people. That was a tool that allowed people to hear me when. You know, they wouldn't have heard me and want copies of my book. Never thought of that. Didn't do it for that reason. It's just that being who I am, that's how I present myself in life. And it worked as a tool to help promote my poetry. And my present was for people inviting me to speak or to be a mistress of ceremony or to want one of my books. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm hearing... I'm hearing <laughs> highlighted in, in what you just said in your toolbox was love, faith, belief system and dedication to writing writing it down and yeah, yeah. um and the love of the music of language and yeah. you know a willingness to share. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yep, yeah, I would have to and I'd say, you know what, and I I improve that multiple intelligence piece because the social and emotional is when you're able to really empathize with others and mm. feel them. And so part, that's a tool that I use because much of my poetry would not only be about me, but about others and could be um, written from not just sympathy, because sympathy is shallow, I think, but empathy when you become that person and speak from that person's perspective and world. So I'd add that, and I'd add that as well. Now, um, Linda Michelle. <clears throat> <laughs> yes? Um <laughs> Where did the name Harlan Jock Publications come from? Okay. You know what? I was married at the time, and, and although I'm not married, I'm still very close friends to my husband. We had really known each other from high school and dated from all that time. And so his name was Harold. His sister, my sister-in-law, we were very close. Her name was Jacqueline, and I was Linda then, now Linda Michelle. So we put... I. Creatively, I put the H-A-R of Harold and the L-I-N of Linda Michelle, Harlan, and then the Jock was for Jacqueline, and it was Paul and Jock. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that was really easy. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of your titles. Um, I noticed that you have, um, like, sort of divided one part is for children, like the Anthony Ant and the Lion yes. and the Band. Um, tell me a little bit about those two titles. Whoa! I just found out that I got a thousand dollars to one of my colleagues for my department. I'm not happy about that. Are you there? Yeah, no, I said one of the professors passed by, uh, another chair, actually, who just oh. told me I'm in the hallway. And she said, ooh, I got a scholarship for someone in your department. So, <laughs> it's your students are so quiet. But it's one, can you hear me? Yes, your students are so yeah. quiet. <laughs> I'm out of the room, I'm in the hall. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and, they, you know, what they're preparing, I asked them to do lesson plans. And they're preparing, they're making sure their lesson plans are going to be excellent. So they're doing their work because um, I want them to be excellent teachers. But I was answering, what was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? 
we were talking about the titles, um, Anthony the Ant. Okay. Um, yeah, Anthony yeah. Ant. And, and, um, and the Lion, the Lion and the Man. Man. Yes. They two come from Aesop's Fable, they come from Aesop's Fable, the Ant and the Grasshopper. Um, I had wanted to, you know, uh, take one of the stories that was written, you know, as a fable, and write my little, have my take on it. So I conceptualized Anthony Ann and Grady Grasshopper, who were best friends, and one was worked hard and did what he was supposed to, and the other was, like, lazy and laying around and sitting around. And so I took that story that came from Aesop, I borrowed his, and made my own version. And I did the same with The Lion and the Man, another Aesop stable where I, in many ways, used, I think, an analogy to some of what some of our young people are today, where the lion thinks he's so tough, so bad, so wonderful, and yet he winds up being caged, and it was a large, um, one of these large zoos that made you think that you were free, but in fact you were, um, he was really captured. And I think many of our young people are in that same world where they think they're free and that they're in charge of everything and yet they're being, they've been captured and they're not in charge of themselves. They're really um, in prison. But that was taken from an Aesop stable where there was a statue of a man with, uh, and he had subdued the lion, and the lion was saying to the man in the city stable, well, "Wait a minute, that's not true. I'm the king of the of the jungle. I'm an, I'm 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 the the hero here, not man." They said, "Well, then you need to make the statue. When you make the statue, then you'll be in charge. But when we make the statue, it's us." You know that was really the the theme of that fable, and so I took that as the idea behind my story. Oh, that's that's beautiful. I had a feeling when I looked at the covers, you know, I I haven't had a chance to preview them, but something about it, Aesop jumped at me. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's absolutely, absolutely Aesop. And then my other, um, my other book, um, The Sun is On, I really wrote that one because my nephew wrote it. It's a book of poetry for children, and I really named it after my nephew who I was like three years old and woke up and said, Good morning, Evan and Michelle. The sun is on. Like you could turn it on like a light switch. I thought that was so powerful because we can. We are in charge of our sunshine. Um, we mm. can determine whether it's going to be on all the time or whether it's cloud, make it cloudy for us or not. So I, that to me resonated so strongly that I used it as the um, title of the book. And um, so that's where the sun is going came from. And rhythm and Jews, I love music and so much of my poetry. Like I, much of my poetry has a rhythm to it. And, and I love rhythm and Jews and rhythm and blues because even when you have the blues and rhythm and blues, and blues, it's joyous, it's funny, it's humorous. It, it, you know, we're talking about hard times, but you're not gonna, it's not going to kill you. You know, you can laugh through it. And so, like some of my poems, yeah, child, I got the blues. I got the low down, slow down, can't see the up all the down blues. I got the serious, no money, no honey, and it ain't funny blues. Still paying the same old life in a big city blues. Yes, indeed, I got the blues, but that's 
the movement, with the feeling of some of the poetry that's written and do. Um, the other title would be For the Love of Life, and that probably speaks for itself. I, I have a joy in life. I enjoy life. There's a love of it, and the poetry reflects that, even though some poems in that book are um, descriptive of aspects of life that aren't as wonderful. It comes from a joy in trying to make a change and trying to make a difference. So even if I may reflect some of what society had before it, I also speak to our responsibility to help make a difference and help make a change. I think wow, that's that so beautiful. We're, we're coming close to our time, and I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> And I'm so happy you agreed to come back because um, there's so much more <laughs> to talk oh, about. I definitely want to talk about driving the dream when you come back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I would love that. I, I will say this for you, then, to you, though, that part of that, I think, is really exemplified by I was at a middle school years ago, and as a salesperson, no, I think it was after I was a salesperson, I was a consultant then, and I was invited to do poetry and walk through the schoolyard. And on the outside, it had, um, you know, on the playground, it said, no dogs allowed. And someone had tossed out the word dogs and put dreams. So there had no dreams allowed. That was so such a horrible, horrible indictment on what was happening in that school. And so when we do talk again, we will talk about the whole idea of, of driving the dream from that perspective. Mm. Well, I thank you for sharing those. I think I counted eight tools, and those are important tools for all of us women in, in, in the world who are trying to make a difference and those of us who are interested in starting businesses. You know, the main thing that Michelle, uh, Dr. Linda Michelle Barron, okay, I put the doctor there only because I'm closing, um, okay. that you shared. <laughs> is that, And I'm going to take away and put into my toolbox is love, faith, belief system, dedication, Dedication to write and um, love of the music of language. I really like that one. And a willingness to share. Mm-hmm. And then you talked about um, being being able to empathize with others. Yes, yes. Uh, well, I just, even from hearing you speak, I didn't, you know, I did most of the talking, which is what you probably wanted me to do, but I just got such a positive spirit from you. I look forward Having another conversation. This is so Well, I thank you, and and please thank your students for the for the Keys 107 that they took that they allowed you to step outside and talk to us. That is just so cool. <laughs> I walked into the room so you could hear them talking. Rafika um, said, "Thank you all for allowing me to do this." Thank you. <laughs> And make sure you share the link with them, uh, Linda Michelle, so that they can listen to us. Okay, I will share the link. Put it, you can put it on Facebook if you like. Oh, it's all over Facebook. Okay, <laughs> it's all over Facebook. But thank you again. We'll be in touch. Okay. 
Okay, and um, the Keys 107 Network is so grateful that uh, Linda Michelle Barron took a moment of her time to speak to us about her journey in becoming a self-publisher and what literacy means to her and the rhythm and rhyme and how education just needs a little more rhythm and rhyme to it. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We come back, we're going to have Kafunya Ife come on and join us, and Kafunya is going to talk about the art of Reiki and healing and, and, and break down what those crystal elements are and what they can do for us in helping us restore our balance. The call-in number is 213-943-3618. That's 213-943-3618. I welcome your calls, and Kofunya would love to hear from you. Keys 107 and the FOI Board of Directors is proud to present The Final Call. The Final Call is the country's unique leading source for news. Founded by the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, National Representative of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad in the Nation of Islam, the final call follows in the tradition of Muhammad Speaks with hard-hitting national and international news and coverage of political issues. It is the official communications organ of the Nation of Islam. Founded in the 1930s as the final call to Islam, the newspaper evolved into Muhammad Speaks in the 1960s and boasted a circulation of 900,000 a week with monthly circulation of 2.5 million. Today, the final call newspaper serves a readership of diverse economic and educational backgrounds, including circulation in North America, Europe, Africa, and the Caribbean. Read the final call newspaper. You can find one of the beautifully bow-tied representatives in your community or read FinalCall.com. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback. Sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and a gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cuff shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, Well, we're bringing on Kafunya Ife um, in one moment, but Kafunya requested that we play this song, uh, Dream, as she likes this song and she feels it's going to set the tone for which way we're going in our conversation today. So hold tight. Gramps Morgan is coming up with his beautiful song called Dream. Oh, 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 oh. 
can ask for more. Let's celebrate wherever you When Gramps Morgan says in that song, Dream, We'll Walk in Paradise, I Couldn't Ask for More, and Let's Celebrate, Let's Celebrate Life, and Dream Away, Know You Are a Star. Those are such powerful, powerful words for just your everyday life and your mantra that you should hold tight for you. Well, we've got uh, Sister Kafonya Ife here with us. She was able to dial in on the Keys 107 network. And also know that you can go to our website and find out more about our hosts and our shows and send us messages and give us show so show, <laughs> so, show suggestions. I shouldn't have even attempted that one. But you, our website is www.thekeys.com. 107network.com The Keys 107network.com Well, Sister Kafunya, welcome. Hi. Greetings. Namaste. Salam Alaikum. Namaste and Walaikum Salam. (laughs) And all good words that empower uh, with the word sound and power. Yes. Um, Kofunya Ife is a trained crystal therapist who has who has uh, who has Reiki, magnified healing, medical intuition, holistic health healing, and a consultant. Um, she brings her experience, her intuition, and love of nature for the gifts of the earth, such as crystals, essential oils, sounds, words that inspire, energy tools, and mantras that may offer an opportunity for bringing both right and left brain into balance for everyday living. Now, we've got to go into your background so that our community knows it's just who you are, but after you... <laughs> Go into your background and, and take us on this journey to how you got where you are right now. I would like for you to also tell me about the um, right and left brain balance. Oh, boy. Well, you know, they say in the metaphysical world that when you are repeating a story, 
make sure that it is a story that uplifts mind, body, spirit. Because, you know, we all been through a lot of different things in life and you know, what it what is your story gonna be? What are you gonna speak into uh the physical world? Which uh as most of the planet population has not been taught that thoughts are things, thoughts are energy, and uh, we can create, uh, co-create whatever we want. Well, first and foremost, I was never taught that at all. And uh, it never even came in, uh, you know, into my, my view or to my awareness. However, when you um, speak about the various sacred texts that we have been fed, a lot of this information has been fed, well, well, a lot of information has been um, hidden. Like, for instance, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was made flesh. Well, that is telling you right there that, uh, you know, we are co-creators right there. That is the first indication that thoughts are things. Mm. Are you there? <laughs> so, so chew on that for a minute. Yes. I had to stop everything I was doing, multitasking here that I am. <laughs> And just think uh-huh. about that because you 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 hit it right on the head. Yeah, thoughts are things. Thoughts are things for real. And if and if we could wrap around our mindset that this is a reality, that once you think, therefore it is, we would be very very mindful of the story that we tell ourselves ourselves about ourselves first and the human condition that sometimes people who have a melanin in them are challenged mm. uh, because they have not been taught uh, that thoughts are things. And as you think it, so shall it be. Another one, another word, gem mm. in the Bible. As yeah. you think, so shall it be. Now, if someone took the time to explain that instead of brushing over it, I think we would be in a better place uh, than where we are. But uh, we are there. We are on our journey. People are awakening. I have awakened, you know, uh, and continue to because it's an ongoing uh, situation is it's 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 a journey. It's not like saying, "Oh, I'm here now, and so I don't have to do anything else anymore." Well, Kofunia, I think that you um, brought up an important point in 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 our conversation today, and just to sort of give our listeners something to reflect on: that if, when we were young, coming up in our formidable years, if we were, if the explanation came to us in a different way, then the understanding would be better. Yes. And there is a reason uh, behind why we were not taught uh, those things because a few people uh, who knew about the occult world 
which occult only means hidden, things that are hidden, had an agenda to keep the majority of the masses in darkness about who who they are, what they really are, and why they really are. And so because uh, Mother Earth, which is a living entity that we work, walk on sacred ground every day, is ascending, uh, a lot of people, again, are questioning everything and why things are the way they are, and they're being drawn to the spiritual side of them because we have been so engrossed and entrenched with gross matter, with material things, that we forget that before those material things came into the earth, they were first a thought. They were first non-physical. You got it? It was first non-physical. It's like, oh, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking any old thing. No, you have to direct your thoughts. You have to, you because you, you are a co-creator. You are part of the stars. You're, you're a part of, of, of this whole universe, omniverse, multiverse. You know, so it, it's it's like, wow, this is like such an exciting time to be on planet Earth because we can come together and and help one another, and we don't need the help of the government to do that for us. <laughs> we can do that ourselves. I'm I'm laughing because you say we don't need the help of the government to, to do. We have oh, a oh uh, why no. <laughs> Well, Kafunya, you know you're you, you're you're hitting these points today that are not in my notes, but I'm gonna go with it because when we when we are looking for ways to help ourselves or ways to get help, what we always think of how can someone help us? And what you're talking about is there is a way, a built-in mechanism to help ourselves. Oh, indeed, because. When when I'm talking right now, let me tell you, don't just think, you know, I'm all the way live here and I know everything and, oh, poof, the magic dragon comes up and, and, and I just know all of this stuff. No, there were people, first of all, it was like a spark within myself because you get tired of going on the merry-go-round. I got tired of being on the merry-go-round you know, of disappointment and all of those things that come with that. And I said, I know it has to be a a, a, a way, you know, because if I am indeed made from the same substance of the trees, the the earth, the, the flowers, the stars, the planets, you know, I, I must have some initial tools, but what happens is that we are like everything is lying dormant within us. However, it is now uh, waking up. And I can, I can tell you about my, my own story uh, just to explain uh or just to share with your audience, you know, uh, I, I I was raised in the Catholic Church, both Catholic and African Methodist Church. And my parents put me into the Catholic system for a better education. 
But along with getting that better education, there was a trade-off. And the trade-off was religion, religious instruction, which, you know, for some people they might need that discipline and everything. So all of it is not bad. However, uh, when you when the responsibility is taken out of your hands and put it in, and put into someone else's hands, you have to worry about the whims and fancies of another mortal being other than yourself. So what happened is, um, you know, I did the whole Holy Communion. I did the whole uh, confirmation and all of those other things. At one point, I even wanted to be a nun and um, all of those other things. And then one day uh, when I was uh, on my way to confession or coming back from confession, I had a little voice tell me as plain as day, saying, you don't have to go through anyone else. You can go direct. You can go direct. In other words, that voice, that intuitive voice, that spirit, that soul was letting me know that I am a part of, you know, moving forward, because at the time I didn't know, uh, moving forward that we can, we have the material within. And sometimes we just need a spark, like going to confession or talking to the priest and everything like that. That was a spark, mm. you know, and, 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 and from that, you know, I've always been the so-called black sheep of the family, which I, which I love because black absorbs all colors and melanin is something very happy to be with because it is the reason why we are who we are, what we are, and why we are. Hmm. <laughs> Chew on that for a minute because I'm channeling now. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. You, you, you are so on point because we have a person in the chat room who has asked about your background. Oh, and that person wanted to know what your background is and what your personal history is, and you yes, went you but, went but, right there and you hit it. Yeah, but the thing I also want to tell the person whoever's listening is that I am not my background. I am I am not that. I am more than that. This, this these are just tools for my own uh, transformation. Uh, you know, from being uh, just living or thinking by default into a self-fully realized human entity or spirit that is having a physical um, uh, presentation here on planet Earth. So when I say, you know, all of these things, I am not discounting my background because it is because of my background why I am at this particular juncture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, 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 in life in steady growing and expanding and learning different uh, things because we have been too dependent on others. We, we, we have not – listen, all I'm saying is that we are, in, we are interdependent with each other. We 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 it, there's no separate 
uh, Mike, you know, there's not, there's no separation. Let's let's get that out in the open first. There's no separation. The separation has been implanted into the into the planet for a, a, a specific agenda for the divide and rule. However, when I send out a thought, a frequency that affects the whole planet. If I open a door for someone. If I smile to someone, if I say hello to someone, if I'm able to give to someone, that ripples out into the universe and it affects not only the person who are you that who you're assisting, but it also affects the whole planet. So we're not separate from one another. We are not. Some, now, some, I want to talk to you about are. that. Huh? I want to talk to you about that um, that interconnection that you're speaking of. Yeah, man. It, doesn't the average person or each person need to know and believe that they are connected? Yes, and I'm going to show they. I'm going to show you how in our presentation tonight how you become reconnected to source. Some people call source Allah. Some people mm-hmm. call a source Yahashua. Mm-hmm. Some people call source um, Shiva. Mm-hmm. Source is called yeah. by mm-hmm. yeah Ja. Mm-hmm. Some some are called the source is called by many 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 names. Mm-hmm. Just like there's many roads to get to New York or to Chicago or to um, Europe you know, or to the universe, multiverse, omniverse, that's the same way that, uh, you know, we can connect to to source. I mean, that's, that's, that's the many ways we can get to source. And how I, I, well, first of all, Rafika, I've always been a nature person. I'm telling you, I've always loved, Thunder and lightning, I get so excited when it happens. I love being by rivers. I love being by the ocean. I love the trees. I love animals. I I just love everything about nature. I don't like pesticides. I don't like those. Mm. You know, I don't I don't I don't I don't like those. And pesticides could be human beings too. Mm. You know, um, which I won't mention, but uh, they they are in uh, many realms. <sighs> so I mm. love being in nature, and 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 how you can connect to nature is by walking barefooted when you can. You know, walking in the grass. Uh, Touching the trees, hugging the trees, um, eating uh, live food, uh, feeding your mind with with things uh, that are helpful to your mind, body, spirit, as well as your body temple. Utilizing flowers and plants, essences and herbs and crystals and gemstones and 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 just by 
being out in the air and and speaking uh to the universal um energy system and and just to love who you are because the reason why everything is here most i would say mostly is through the love vibration mm. through the love principle yeah man it's love while you why you are here it's love why i'm here sometimes it's not love you know like i i was listening to Dr. Lyola Africa, where I went to his school for a holistic health practitioner, and he says, love has two extremes. You can love crack, and you can love uh, whole foods. <laughs> I found that to be very interesting. It certainly to is. To see the perspective of love. You can love hurting people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a... Uh, perverted way of love, mm-hmm. nonetheless, you love to do it. So there's always a, a perspective. There's always a a pendulum that swings uh, back and forth. And the most important thing that we want to, to be and do is be balanced. Oh, Sister Rafika, we are so distracted. Oh, my God. From the television to the to the to the uh, cell phones, well, you know, which is a necessary thing. But if you notice when you go on a train, everybody has their head down. That's right. That's What's right. What's that about? Yeah. Keep yeah. your head up, brother and sister. Yeah. You know, well, you can't. You can't see. You 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 can't see where you're going if your head is down. Well, you know, Michael Bloomberg was talking about uh, <laughs> passing some <laughs> laws and see. We don't need to give them any more ideas. We just have to wake up and say, okay, hey, wait a minute. Okay, I know I have to use my cell phone for communication, but let me spend at least 30 minutes a day unplugging. Let us spend uh, uh, an hour without looking at television. Mm. You know, let us let us just take a moment because, those electromagnetic fields really do something to uh, the brain. It actually fries your brain if you are not uh, – it, it actually does. It has it, it, Scientifically, it has been proven that it causes – it can cause certain type of cancers and whatnot. So if we have to use cell phones and if we have to use um, computers and whatnot – there's tools to protect you from those electromagnetic negative uh, fields, such as crystals. You can use different crystals to place around your computer, such, such as malachite, smoky quartz, and black tourmaline. You can also wear them, and that shields you from some of the electromagnetic uh, things that are harmful to you. And at night, which I'm going to start practicing very uh, soon, and sometimes I do it, turn off the routers. If you're going to have TV in your bedroom, unplug it. 
cover it down because the signals are still uh, happening. When, even when you turn off the TV, it's still broadcasting mm. a signal. So unplug your TV at night. First of all, really, no disrespect, I'm not trying to get in people's bedrooms, but why do you have a TV in your bedroom anyway? I don't have a TV in my bedroom. <laughs> but if you're going to have it, if you're going to have it, protect yourself. That's all it is. Like, well, you, hold you, that you, thought. Um, yeah. You have a, a chat room friend here, and your chat room friend wants wants you to to think about and to talk about the the reality that uh, thought travels at four billion four hundred million miles per second. And I guess that relates to your comment earlier when you said, yes. um, it "As you think it, shall it be?" Yes, that's why thought travels uh, faster than light. Although light has information, light is definitely information, uh, the thought travels very fast. You think it, boom. And if you're a great manifester, hmm. you could manifest that thought in a nanosecond. But that takes practice. So, yeah, well, thoughts how, are things. How do, how do we reconnect with our source? We began talking, we began that conversation. We digressed a little bit, but I want to come back to it. How do we reconnect with our source? Like I said before, just know that, number one, that you're a spirit and you have a soul. Well, a lot of people don't have souls, but um, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother program. <laughs> um, but, most people who have, uh, I would let me put it like this: most people who are in awareness of who and what they are, mind, body, spirit, uh, uh, know what it takes to connect. And for those who don't know, and and they actually do know, it's just that they they have been. Um, very distracted. I was distracted too. I mean, don't think, uh, like I said, I know it all. I don't. I'm still learning. But I was distracted. I was looking for love with all, in all the wrong places, mm. Mm. you know. And so the love frequency, the love frequency is the frequency that puts you back or forward in contact with your source. Okay. Um, playing in the dirt hugging trees, talking to plants, being with animals. Meditation helps get you in contact with source, being quiet, uh, getting into your subconscious mind uh, and knowing that thoughts are things and knowing that you're a part of source. You're not separate. Mm, mm. You're not separate from that. That's the big that's the big uh lie that you're separated. You're not separated. That that no, you're not separated. We are all connected. What affects what affects you right here affects others as well. Remember I talked about the thought? Thought travels, like the, the person in the chat room was speaking, that thoughts travel fast. At a, at a uh -huh. speed, and, and four billion four hundred miles per second. Yes, 
And guess what? Guess what, Rafika, which I was never taught until I, until my world got turned right side up, is that the heart, that heart that is beating in the center of your chest is a thousand times more stronger than what's in your head top. Mm. And that the, the heart is the first organ that directs everything else. And the heart is where (laughs) your source is. Your heart, your heart, your love vibration is everything. Mm. You know, with that one statement, um, Kofunya, I I think that that is just, what I needed to hear, what I wanted to share with our community, um, that that is so poignant. I'm, it's still resonating in my mind right now. Your heart is where your source is. And hmm. your heart doesn't, functioning through the heart chakra does not make you weak. It does not make you weak. Weak. Hmm. It actually makes you strong. Living in a fear-based society that we live in, fear, false evidence appearing real, actually makes you weak because your immune system starts to get affected and you feel like a helpless puppy. Now, there's there's, there's another kind of fear, and I forgot the name, of it that lets you know when you're supposed to move when you're in danger. Mm. That's another type of, uh, 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 I would say, GPS or intuitive uh, 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 vibration that you have. And I just want to let you know, while I have this thought in mind, that humans right now, human beings are on the lowest totem pole. Why? Because we are six. The number six sensory, sensory being, but we have lost that because it was either beaten out of us or, (laughs) I tell you, it was saying, oh, that's not true. Your intuition works with your heart chakra. Animals have their intuition on point. They know when the move, when danger is coming. Take a look at the 2004, I think, a 2005 tsunami that happened. Mm-hmm. The elephants fled. The dogs fled. They knew something was up. But because we're so inundated and 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 I don't know if it's on purpose or not that we're so wrapped up in the nine to fives. No, nothing against the nine to fives. Are we so wrapped up in 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 money? And money is good. Money is a currency, but to get wrapped up in it until it's all you think about, other than your spiritual self or your soul or your neighbor, you're in trouble. So I started. Uh, you know, I I come from the music business. You know that. Mm-hmm. No. Let me go back. 
<laughs> I, I, I am a medical professional, uh, a licensed respiratory therapist, and I worked in the hospital setting for many years, many moons, at least um, seven to ten years mm. in in the medical profession. But not only that, when I was in high school, I found myself being gravitated to working in the hospital uh, as uh, having, you know, the summer youth programs and they ask you what you want to be involved with. And so it started from there. And also the arts, it started, the arts started in my family as well. So it's a whole thing which, you know, hopefully, you know, I'll be blogging about it or writing a book. But most of the time, you know, when I'm speaking at lectures, which I'm going to be having a lecture, um, a mini lecture this uh, Sunday for Women's History Month at Nicholas, Brooklyn, uh, I, I am one of the guests who are going to be there, and you can go to Nicholas Brooklyn on Facebook to uh, deal with the um, particulars of that event. And uh, Dr. Sabi's, uh, one of Dr. Sabi's uh, uh, wives, a former wife, who helped prepare the various herbs and whatnot for the healing of the nation, she is going to be the special guest there. So I'm I'm coming in a supportive uh, role there. So people can make a note of that. March 10th, they can go on King Simon uh, production on on Facebook. Rafika, don't you love it? We're all connected. Don't you see there's no separation? <laughs> oh, listen, I I am listening to you talk, and as you you are speaking, my mind is going like it's like a a, a big needle and thread just going through all the people that we have touched and been connected to, ah. and how everybody is still a being and in the world today. But I have to ask you before we um you know time flies so fast, and I I really wanted to talk about the um what are what are the chakras? I heard you mention that twice about the heart chakra, and then I want to I I also want to talk about since this is I was segmented honoring women in businesses. How did you take this um, journey and make it into a business? And we have to talk oh. a little bit about that lion on your card and how that came to be. Oh, my God. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Well, as I told you or I shared with you before that I come from a medical background, and from the medical background, uh, came to uh, wondering what makes an artist um, successful. How do you feel, fill stadiums? How do you do that? How do you get people on the radio? How do you get them into clubs? How, I mean, how does how does that happen? Well, it happens with you know interconnections with people who you know, but it initially happens with a thought. Mm. And how that happened with me is that I got a business card together and I I uh, had a name that came to me through, through uh, Spirit called um, Make We Do It International with Good Works Productions. So um, that happened with just a card, and then my tagline is, what good is a business or product if you don't know about it? So that is the 
that is the you know you know what good is it if you if you're producing a product, having a party, having a concert, or doing anything that you want people to know about? What good is it if you're not talking about it, getting it out there, and all of those things? So it started with a thought, hello, and then it started with a card, and then it started with me knocking on doors. Uh, talking to people, and one thing led to another, and I, you know, began getting paid for my services because rain, sleep, or snow, I was out there with my children putting up posters, dodging trees, putting up flights, all of that stuff. You know, at times I didn't get paid, you know, as promised. I had to eat that. That made me stronger. Sometimes it made me weaker, and Say, what, why would a human being do that to another human being? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, some people just love to do that. Mm-hmm. Some people just love drama. So I, I learned from that, and then I, I did a, uh, a program at um, Wetlands. I used to do events at Wetlands, and that was a beautiful journey. And then, you know, I did my first production, uh, A Night of Roots and Culture at Wetlands, where I had Mikey Dredd as the featured um, artist, and I was raising funds for a community center on the island of St. Vincent. Mm -hmm. And that taught me a lot, and then that got wind of Larry Gold of of Sounds of Brazil, and I began to do co-productions with him. And that then with that came um, Midnight, the band out of St. Croix that I managed for six six and a half to seven years. And that um, ended, uh, that chapter ended in 2007 with total heartbreak, disappointment, and everything that comes with that. However, uh, you know, I wanted to get back into my field of respiratory care And I said, okay, I'm going to go to the smallest place in the United States where I can't be found, (laughs) and I'm going to go back into my practice. That never worked out. That wasn't the divine plan. So I had to stay in New York and work through my, my work it through, sister, work it through. I mean, really work it because I didn't have any point of reference. So it's like when a person is going cold turkey with a drug or something like that, that's, I had no point of reference of many of the things that I went through. So what makes you, what is that saying? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger? Mm -hmm. And I believe that I had the angels around me. I believe, I I know that I had my ancestors around me. I know I definitely had Bar Molly around me. Uh, because he was one of the persons, like, I didn't want to have anything to do with reggae, nothing. I was just completely turned off, and I went into another dimension. And one day, you know, my son was playing this music called Slogans, and, um, you know, the words, you can look it up. People can go to YouTube and listen to the lyrics of the slogan, and that would, that is some of the things that brought me out along with people who loved me and wanted to see me get up out of the the valley, you know, 
how 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 to get out of Jericho, how to get out of uh, uh, you know Egypt, the heart of of Egypt, you know, in 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 all of that um, stuff that I had to work through, and crystals in two thousand and seven, you know, crystals happened for me. I mean, it was my doorway in, and I let people know that I went to the university of East-West Living Books and Yoga Studio because from 2007 to 2010, so much information was downloaded to me. And while I was in my misery, resentment, anger, and not loving myself and all of those other things, I was healing people at the same time. Go figure. You know, I would I would tell them, you know, uh, I would advise them what to do, and they would come back and say, "Oh, Kafunya, that really works." And and from that, crystals for everyday living was birthed on August seventh. That's a marker for me because one of the uh, directors, her name is Grace, and I love her. I will always talk about her. She is the one that basically uh, said, Kafunya, we have a cancellation, and I want you to come and speak about crystals. Now, I I was only working within East-West Living for uh, four or five months because I started in March of 2007, and I said, me? What can I talk about and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Well, she said, you can do it. And so what are you going to call uh, what are you going to call it? I mean, she was really getting at me, and, you know, getting me out of my funk and letting me think about something else. And so hence the name was born, crystalsforeverydayliving.com, life transformational uh, tools, tools for transformation. And that's how it started. I started with seven students, and from there it grew. And even while I was uh, working within uh, East-West Books, I was still conducting my own lectures and workshops and everything there. They were very, very supportive of me. And, you know, through all the tears and everything like that when I have to get up and speak and whatnot, because it's so real that my intuition was awakened by using crystals, essential oils, and sound frequencies. It, all of this stuff is real. Mm. And, and when I talk about it, I get tears in my eyes because it's so real. When, when sometimes you're taught, oh, you have to go to college and get an education and then get a job, that's all good. But you can also go to school get an education and create your own business. And 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 you know that's real. And when you see the reality of of things like I would create certain formulas and I would just oh it's it's amazing Rafika. I can I can talk to you about this how great the spirit of the most high that dwells within us is. And sometimes I'm at complete amazement my own self. But then I say, okay, I'm connected. I'm connected to 
Mama Earth. I'm connected to the universe. I'm connected to the planet. Let me, you know what I said to myself, Rafika? I said, I am going to be in the energy of that intelligence that created planets, galaxies, Mm. oceans, (laughs) uh, stars, Milky Ways, nebulas. That's who I want to be in the company of. That's what I said to myself. What I'm hearing is a decision to put yourself emotionally, physically, spiritually in that being, in that light of creation. And don't connect think, yourself with it. And don't think for any means that I don't get angry because my my young adults would say, uh, which are my children would say, "Oh, mommy, you're so spiritual. You're not supposed to be cursing." <laughs> <laughs> and I say, all yelling, and I said, "Excuse me, being a spiritual being or a uh, a person who's aware of those things." does not give you a license to be a doormat. I am not a doormat for anything because when Mother Nature gets ready to have her tsunamis, her thunder, her lightning, her tornadoes, and her hurricanes, what is she doing? She is clearing out and making way for something new. Mm. So I'm clearing it out of me so it doesn't become infested in my myself. So I began to get sick. You know what I mean? It's a cleansing. It's a cleansing process that you have to, it is a have to go through. Right. And also you can send love. Like I, I, I do my best to count to ten, but at times I just like, oh, God. So here I am, uh, 2013 Earth Time Log, Captain Ship. <laughs> I... Uh, decided, uh, you know, from that point to this point, from um, 2007 to currently, um, this is what I've been doing. Has it been easy? No. Is it achievable? Yes. Dreams come into people's mind and spirit because it can happen. But it all depends how much energy you're going to do it. And once you make up your mind, Sister Rafika, heaven and earth conspires for your good. I want your audience to reread The Alchemist by Paulo Paulo Coelho. Mm -hmm. Please read that book because a lot of people think they're too old, it's too late, All of the mind chatter, all of the stuff that tells you you can't do it is Hmm. the very reason why you should. Hmm. The alchemist. I like what you um, said about the mind chatter. Yeah. Um, Someone in the chat room wants you to repeat the name of the book. It's The Alchemist. The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. The Alchemist. You know what? I re- reread that book because when I was at the University of East West Books, uh, that those books 
so helpful to your um, expansion, your mind expansion, because it also comes from a real person who went through real actual things. He's a great storyteller, and he hails from Brazil, and he looks like me and you. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to reread that book. I reread it just recently, and I posted it on Facebook as well. So people can go into my uh, Facebook and um, request friendship because what I do my best to do is to uplift with word sound because we have the power of the tongue Mm -hmm. to create something positive or to destroy something. That's right. That's right. So I choose as much as humanly possible in my namaste, which means I salute the divinity in you. Sometimes that divinity is hidden, <laughs> and I have to say, God damn it! But yeah. I don't stay there. I don't stay there because when you stay there for a month, three months, five months, a year, five years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 1,000 years, what does that do for your body? So in 2010, I not was it 2010? Around that time, yeah. I decided that I wanted to bridge mind, body, and spirit together mm. and have this everything, you know, the modalities that I do deal with holistic living, which deals with mind, body, and spirit and the foods that we eat and what we feed our minds. So I went through that program with Dr. Loyola Africa, and I'm so happy that I did. Now, Rafika, you wanted to talk. You wanted me to reason about um, the chakras. Yes, most the important. Chakras, the chakras. The chakras. The chakras. The chakras are a fascinating science a fascinating metaphysical science, a modality that can help you read yourself and others, a modality that you can use um, food, essential oils, crystals, and everything is in alignment because you have the different colors of the the chakras, But first, I just want to go over uh, the chakra definitions quickly. I won't go through all of them uh, due to, you know, our time, which I know we're going to go past 7.30. I know that. Um, (laughs) You're going to have to come back. That's about the bottom line, my dear. (laughs) Yeah, I know that. So um, in in, in the sacred text, the ancient sacred text before Christianity, before Yahashua the Christ, even before Muhammad, there is an ancient technology that was spoken of in those very same sacred texts that I just mentioned about spinning vortexes, Uh, uh, Ezekiel's wheels, Uh uh, the seven churches, 
uh, there are other different references to the seven chakras. So I'm just going to begin very quickly. Um, the chakra energy centers and location and meaning. Uh, the root chakra is the first chakra. It, it, it says, I am. The second chakra is I feel, which is called the sacral chakra. The third is the solar plexus chakra. It's called I do. The fourth heart chakra is I love. The fifth throat chakra is I speak. The third eye chakra is I see. And the crown chakra is I understand. Now, the root chakra is your um, foundation that deals with grounding, stability, physical needs, survival, manifestation, and the material world. The second sacral chakra deals with emotions, relationships, sexuality, self-worth, creativity, the solar plexus, the third chakra, deals with personal power, will, energy, metabolism, effectiveness, self-esteem, social identity, and happiness. The heart chakra deals with love, understanding, trust, hope, openness, compassion, balance, and forgiveness. The throat chakra, five deals with vibration, self-expression, listening, and writing. The third eye, which is the non-physical eye, deals with psychic ability. Psychic ability only means you have mastered your intuition and you have tapped into the universal source of everything. Uh, channeling, to telepathy, astral travel, vision, connection to the higher self. That is the third eye, which is located between the brows. The crown chakra, which is the crown of the head, like when a baby is being birthed, they speak of the crown. And that's universal consciousness, all-knowing, cosmic connection, the God source, enlightenment, the gateway to other dimensions. Now, the location of the chakras is at the base of the spine is the root. The sacral chakra is the uh, a little bit above uh, the the uh, below the belly button, the pelvic center of primal creativity, sexuality. The solar plexus is in the diaphragm, and that's the full range of human emotion. The heart chakra is between the breast, the upper breast. The, I mean, the upper chest, the center of love. The throat chakra is in the throat. That's self-explanatory. And I told you, I shared with you, the, the brow chakra is the forehead, the center of intuition and wisdom. The seventh crown chakra is the top of the head. It's the realm of unlimited potential. Mm. You are not limitless. Okay? And the eighth chakra, which is the earth star chakra, is below the feet, 
is the realm of unlimited probability. I'm going to go through the colors really quickly, and I want to share after I do this where I'm going to be conducting classes for this and where you can go to my website to, I think you dropped it on in the chat, where you can go to my website to get the information. So the first uh, chakra would be red, any red stone, and specifically that would be red jasper. The second chakra, the sacral, would be carnelian, that, that is a beautiful stone. The solar plexus is citrine, and I'm, what I'm doing is going through the basics. Once, okay. once you master this, there are many different crystals that you can utilize for chakra balancing, and I'm uh, going to talk about chakra balancing briefly and, 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 and where you can come and get your chakra balancing every Tuesday. Okay, um, the heart chakra you would use rose quartz. The throat chakra is blue lace agate. The third eye would be sodalite. And the crown chakra would be amethyst or pyrite. And earth star is black tourmaline. Now, these different colors also correlate with what we eat. That's another story, but it's all connected. And it also goes with the different essential oils, which is all interconnected. It also goes with the various sound frequencies of each chakra, which is interconnected. Okay? Uh, and so, uh, you know I'm going to have to come back because I have to talk about how my uh, chakra balances manifest in a person's life or physical body. Mm-hmm. But why chakra balancing is important is keeping the physical and spiritual body healthy and functioning is a is a complex exercise in balancing. It's called homeostasis. Mm-hmm. And it keeps all the chemicals and the hormones and the processes of our body in harmony with each other. If our body deviates from this, uh, Rafika, from this state of homeostasis, we're in trouble. Now, we mm-hmm. can see that happening in world affairs, right, through, war- through wars, through people controlling resources. That's out of balance. You're completely out of balance if you're trying to control Earth's resources, which just not, which, which does not even belong to you. And then you have the nerve to poison the food with GMO, genetically modified foods, which okay. is making people go crazy. You see the connection? In the same way, our chakras must be balanced and aligned with each other. When our chakras or any aspect of our energy system are out of balance, it has a profound impact on our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. And when they're out of balance, out of alignment, both our bodies and our lives are likely to be out of control. We might find that we are 
that we are illness, accident prone, or our lives are unhappy, unsatisfying, or chaotic. So energetically, what characterizes a chakra system is that a uh, 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 chakra system that is in balance is energy flows through the chakra system in two ways. First, it flows up and down along your central child, the central channel of the base of the spine to the top of the head, connecting the chakras, chakras, chakras. Second, it flows horizontally in exchange of energy with the cosmos. And it also affects each organ that is around the chakras. So it's very fine. It's a fascinating field, and I have about 25 books on chakras because it's such a fascinating ancient mm. art of the laying of stones that even our uh, Egyptian or Kemite ancestors have utilized the crystals to help, you know, go into other dimensions, heal the body. You can also put crystals in water to energize the water. Wow. And you, wow. Can, you can put rose quartz, make sure they're tumble stones, you could put rose quartz, you could put amethyst in there, you could put carnelian, and a, right directly in the water. I'm only going to talk about the direct stones in the water because when I talk about the indirect way of, of energizing the water, you know, that's a whole lesson in itself. And I don't want to... Well, hold, hold, hold that thought. Um, we have to go to a quick break. We come back, we can pick right back on it. Don't lose your thought now, okay? <laughs> I love you, Reverend. We'll be right back. Consultants and Services LLC is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face -face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback. Sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, the best in you. Don't 
Network and um, our mics are live, <laughs> and uh, we are here with Sister Kafunya Ife, who is the owner, operator, and uh, brain behind the um, Crystals for Everyday Living dot com website, and she is a holistic healer. And she was just breaking down the elements of the chakras to us, and got down to talking about the colors. And I know I asked her not to forget her point, but I wanted to relate to you, Kafunya, and to our listening audience. One of your uh, chat room buddies has asked or, or stated, our true selves are a pure energy consisting of light, sound, and thought. I and totally I w- agree. I totally agree. We're, the only reason why you're seeing, we're seeing one another is because we are vibrating on a very uh, low frequency so we can see one another. A lot of people are able to see other dimensions right right here, right now. They can see auras. They can see other beings. A lot of people are able to even see shadows, you you know, like at the corner of, uh, their eye because they are vib- I mean we are vibrating on a high frequency yes but at the same time in order to see uh, each other we have to slow down I should say slow the particles down so we can see like if you ever watch this film called The Last Mimsy you should get it it's called The Last Mimsy it will show you exactly what we are. We are like these. Your 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 person in the chat room, my chat room buddy, is right on target. We are. We are. We are so that. However, with the distractions, we get we forget. Mm-hmm. And and and, yeah. and the social and the social society, quote unquote. Uh, takes full advantage of that. So we have to take advantage or we have to be um, as much as possible be in awareness of what in, what we're doing. You know, how are we going to create our next day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what am I going to breathe into my consciousness. What am I going to breathe into? Breathe into my word, sound, power. Uh, you know, Rafika, we are so powerful. Oh my God, we are so powerful beyond. I mean, when you watch the film, The Matrix, 
and you see them on that 45-degree angle, and they have that little uh, post or uh, uh, thing. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think the name of it, like a probe. When they have that probe, do you know where that probe passes through, Rafika? It passes through the pineal gland, the midbrain, and the third eye. And you notice that they're able to manifest Mm. immediately when they're in that state. Did you know that? You know, and I never thought about it that deeply. And uh, when you said it, um, my mind immediately went to that forty-five degree angle. Yeah. And when she couldn't, and when she couldn't fly the helicopter, Trinity couldn't find the uh, fly the helicopter. She immediately asked for that download. That's right. And remember, (laughs) crystals are the motherboard. Ha-ha, you notice how so, they use computers. You're going you're to excite my, my your, your chat room buddy and my chat room friend here with that one. <laughs> you're going to take him out there. Now, I know it's a he. I know who it is, too. I ain't going to say. But <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but can you imagine making the connection that they're using a motherboard, mm-hmm. and the motherboard is, notice, motherboard, not fatherboard, motherboard. And that motherboard consists of silica, quartz crystals. So, brothers and sisters, the crystals are not made for just one set of people. Mm. Crystals have been are older than we are mm. on the planet, and they vibrate with certain frequencies. There was a gentleman, I his name escapes me. He was a scientist from IBM and his name was I think I think his name was Marco Vogel. He realized certain things about crystals and the power of crystals and how they could be used for your everyday living. And you know what, Rafika? I you said I was talking about the colors. Did I finish with the colors? No, but I want to I want to see if I can tie this in. I want to see if I can connect um a thought. You said the um the motherboard is made out of quartz and the quartz yeah. um you stated earlier is the fourth chakra, the I love chakra and it deals with the heart. Yeah. And it's the motherboard and the mother is the center of creation. She is creation. She is the creator. Another, mm. A lot of my brothers are not going to like this, but she is. Mm. And, and, and I'm talking, when I speak about the quartz crystal, I'm speaking of the clear quartz, rose quartz, amethyst, and carnelian are also part of the quartz family, but the key mother is the clear quartz crystal. Mm. So it has no 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 um no color, no no toning, no, no shading, color. it's clear. Right. As a okay. matter of fact, you can program a quartz crystal. Mm. That's another story. That's another segment. 
And you see the crystal bowls that people that you have on my uh that you have on your radio uh blog talk, those mm-hmm. quartz crystal bowls have such a resonance. Uh just hold on one second, Rafika. Keep talking and I'm gonna do a, a brief illustration of what the sound frequency sounds like. Okay. Just well we are we own. are live here with Kafunya and she's talking about the chakras and the relationship between the color, the sound, and the rhythm, as we talked about earlier in our show. And as you know by now, we are celebrating women in business and women who are making things happen here on the Keys 107 on Blog Talk Radio. Go to our website when you have a chance at www.thekeys107network.com. And shoot us a message, tell us how you like the show, and give us some suggestions about topics and guests that you want to hear from. I'm going to be quiet because I want to hear that sound again. Kofunya, can you can you play that again? I'm going to play it for you. Thank you, Rafika. hear the sound, it is still traveling out to the universe, the omniverse. All let me tell you, Rafika, our creator did not leave us helpless without tools. We just have to remember that we just take a break. Take a break in nature. You know, take a break and turn off the T V, turn off the cell phone and just listen. Take a trip out of outside of New York City. Go upstate. Go to Long Island. It, it doesn't cost much, mm. and just sit in silence. And 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 there's a silent meditation that I will tell you about that is absolutely free that I went to that I was silent for eleven days straight, no mm. talking, no talking, no cell phones, nothing. Mm. And let me tell you, when you when I broke that silence, it's called Vipassana meditation. What happens, you're able to listen to all of the things that come up in your subconscious mind, and then what happens is that you look at that and you release that, and you just go back to your breath. 
Oh, it is it is so powerful. And the power of mantras. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha. Shreem Brazi. Om Shanti. Om Shanti. These are all ancient words that carry a vibration. And that'll be another show we talk about, about sound frequencies and different mantras that we can use to help elevate our vibration. And I thank you, Rafika, for allowing me to be a part of your audience. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, because you called me. I I I, I said, yeah, why not, you know? <laughs> and, and even though I'm having uh, cell phone issues, uh, I I I was still able to figure out. I said, "Hey, wait a minute! I have Skype. I can I can That's call." Right. <laughs> That's right. Um, before yeah. before we close out, um, I just want to let you know that you're a chat room buddy, and I'm going to reveal the chat room buddy identity. I think we should do that because we're all okay, connected. Okay, all one. But the chat room buddy says, "Co-creator with the original thought, which is the first atom, Adam of life." Ashe. Ashe. Well, I'm to that chat room buddy who is my co-host, Brother James. <laughs> okay, Brother James. <laughs> yes, we got to talk James. about Adam. <laughs> Brother James is manning the, um, the, the, the board today and uh, keeping things on the move. And um, I think he's going to come in and grace us with his presence. But, Brother James, please know that we don't have much time we have about uh, five minutes because I do want to close out with a song today. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I want to first say peace and blessings and love to you, Sister Kafunia. I've given you many names while you were teaching this evening. <laughs> and you are definitely a goddess in the makings. You are a uh, warrior supreme. Keep up the good work. Continue to heal, folks. We need more women to empower themselves and empower us, and yes, you are a co-creator with the original God, the black man. So thank you so much for coming on our show, <laughs> and I will not take up much time, and we'll talk at it some other time, okay? Thank you, uh, my brother star, uh, <laughs> uh, to you, and uh, I. we cannot do it without one another. That's, That's what right. I want to put here. And that black love encompasses all colors. And because of the melanin within us, we have to come together. A lot of people want to bleach it out of their skin, bleach it out of their hair, but that is the divine essence. That's what the cosmos are made from. Dark matter does matter, and we we must do it together. This is not power over. Another, it is collective energy working as unity. Thank you, my brother, Star. Thank Thank you, you, Rafika. 
Well, Kafunya, I thank you for your time, and then you're definitely going to come back and talk to us a little more. But when we speak about um, how we honor women, one of the gifts that I want to give to all of our listening audience is the power to overcome your fears, and your fears yes. are the only thing holding you back from being all that you are, all that yeah. you want to be, all that you can be. And um, what what I'm going to leave us with is something that you said, Kafunya. Um, the heart is where your source is. Your love is where your source is. Give out your uh, website so people can know how to connect with you. Okay. Um, you can connect with me uh, through uh, www.crystals, with an S, the number four, the numerical number four, everydayliving.com. You can also connect with me on Facebook. I also wanted to briefly let people know if they're interested in uh, having a chakra balance and uh, free, uh, not free, uh, uh, acupuncture, I do a community acupuncture and chakra balance alignment every Tuesday from 5 p.m. to uh, 9 p.m. at Nicholas Books, that's 570 Fulton Street, at a very nominal, nominal fee. So for those who said I never have access to acupuncture and all of these other modalities, here is your opportunity. Thank you very, very much. Namaste. Salam alaikum. Nangadev. Koma sava. And all good words. Well, Sister Kafunya, in the greeting words of peace, I'd like to thank you um, by giving you a walaikum salam to all that you just said. And yeah, you that I, I just like the way I just like the way the word chakra sounds. Yeah, man. <laughs> I like that word chakra. But listen up, I want to thank our listening audience for giving us your time today, and uh, know that this show will be archived for your listening pleasure, and you can download the Blog Talk Radio app on your cell phone or your listening device. And um, take us with you wherever you go. And um, thanks, Gramps Morgan, for allowing us to use his song, Dream, as um, our our theme song. And I'm going to say goodnight and come back uh, next week when we're going to be talking to The Rook, R-O-O-K, and talking about marketing your business and how to get back on track for women in business. Here's Gramps Morgan, what I find myself thinking of.